From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're on the Forum for the Fans, Bleed Blue Show. Uh, Big Blue Camp preseason is upon us, man. Damn, I looked up and I said, damn, the Hall of Fame game is tonight? Man, I, that tells you how much I don't watch that shit, man. To be quite honest with you. But BleedBlueShow.com is our website. Audio archive episodes, iTunes, Podcast for Public Tuning, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And uh, we also got the Colts and also the Saints. You want to try to knock this out in about one hour. Christopher, what's up, man? How you doing? Can you hear me out there? Oh, man, I'm lucky to hear you, man. I was having all kinds of technical difficulties here, man, but I it's, I felt like I just made a last-second shot and got in. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. I'm having technical difficulties with myself with, uh, oh my God. with my electronics, yeah, like, so, to be honest with you. I know, bro. Yeah, man, I'm ready to get into it, man. You know, I'm going to welcome everybody to Bleed Blue Show along with you. Check us out on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know it, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show. You type it in, you'll see that logo, the, the Bleed Blue. Yeah, um, yeah, this this was making me crazy for a minute, Steve. I'm glad we got in, bro. This was, this was nuts. <laughs> but I'm back to life now. Yo, how you been, man? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Um, um, I can't believe it's fucking yeah, preseason already. Like, it's definitely different from my perspective. Like, you know, we're here week. Well, I definitely, I'm here week to week, and I'm. I always got right. my head down, always looking at the games, Yankee games, half the major league right. baseball games when I can, and I'm um, right. doing you know hockey on the off season on the moves with guys and NBA. I'm into the MLS now, so you might see me tweeting about that or even posting about that. So I'm into the MLS now as a second sport this summer. But uh, like uh, I looked up, Chris. Like I think I see somebody mentioned it today. Like this is the Hall of Fame game today. I said, damn, it's already all- it is August, so it makes sense. So yeah, I'm a lot of time flies when you're just buried into just looking at, you know, and like for for instance, today's episode, you know, the Colts and the Saints. Saints. I've been studying up the last couple of days for this episode, so I don't really. Look up and see a lot of Good. things going on in the world as far as TV, you know, the preseason things of like that. So let's let's talk about it. We'll, we'll get to our team, and of course, we'll get to the AFC and mm-hmm. NFC teams we picked this week. All righty, all righty, all righty. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. You know, um, uh, I was gonna say, I really, I gotta segue for a second. Uh, Yanks look good, man, and it came out of the. Uh, out of the trade deadline looking decent as well. I mean, I'm not talking about the recent games. Like, look, don't get over that. They got the best record. They got to keep on moving. That's just the hiccup you expect. But man, they look good. They look. I'm 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 really satisfied. It's still nah, like the old days. Not this last game. Not this last game. And then also. Oh, and I'm, uh, not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to take you game by game. I think these guys are going to. Who's going to catch it? I think they got enough everywhere. Well, that's not to keep well, That's not really their issue. It's not really their issue. The the whole issue with me with them is like um, they front ran. Like they had a, okay, let's put it like this: they had a a really soft schedule in June. And they took advantage, and this is why they're in the position position why they are. I mean, kudos to them; they did what they yep. needed to do, beat up on inferior opponents. 
However, mm-hmm. versus better competition, the Astros, the Mets, that is a little worrisome, to be honest with you. They they kind of wet the bed. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. It, it, oh, they, they, look, they look terrible in that. But there's some, I think, you know what? This, this thing that they have with the Astros is almost psychological like it used to be with the Red Sox. You can see it. All you can right. see that their demeanor, their posture, and their energy level is, is not there like it is with the other teams whenever they run up on the Astros. Case in point, that weekend when they got no hits at home, the very next day, to your point, the very next day, I thought they were going to get hit, no hit again. I almost felt that way because right. they didn't give you they didn't get they didn't give you anything to root on until they broke out of the what seventh inning. I don't even remember it no more, but I know it was a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it was my God. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, but I I have faith in them. They'll obviously make the playoffs, so we we feel good about that. Unless they have one of the most collapsed collapsical breakdowns of all time. And I don't see that happening at all at the Boone's Watch. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really telling – look, I like uh, what they got. I like what they do out of the trade – out of the trade – yeah, out of the trade deadline. Um, I, I, nah, I'm not going to kill them yet. I'm not going to kill them yet. Uh, They're going to be all right. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean my whole thing is – It's cold. Cold is scaring me. That's well, what I mean, shit. I mean, all of them, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I mean except for the new acquisitions, like – these guys have not been – to me, they haven't been, like, out like they were early in the year. But like I said, when they were going in oh, earlier oh, in the year, they were oh. playing cupcakes versus better competition. It doesn't really fare well. Uh, let, let, let's talk uh, – well, let's get uh, – I see Carl there. Let's bring on Carl because he, he, know, he knows well more than anybody, especially when we talk this on the baseball episodes. And we'll get into the Giants and we'll get into, of course, uh, Colson saying – Look, Carl, I mean, you hear me and Chris going back and forth. I mean, I know you're a pain, but share it with Chris. Good evening, gentlemen. It's been a long time since I've been on this uh, on this Thursday show. Right. I think that's been, what, eight, eight or nine months? I mean, I didn't even football it really been that long? Months, uh, it's, it's, it's been, been a while. Uh, well, I mean, I think the last time we probably really? spoke was when um, we were making the coaching change. So uh, when was that, late January? Was that before the Super Bowl or afterwards? That's after, right after the Super Bowl, right? Okay. Yeah, so but this, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we. This has been, been a nice busy year, so. I, well, yeah, I, I don't think it, I yeah. was there with you guys for the draft. I, oh no, no, I was there with you guys for the draft. I take it back. So that's you was there like April, draft. April. Yes, yeah. I was. Okay. okay. It all it all passes. Um, on the on the Yanks. Hey, listen, I've been you know I I thought they've been they've been kind of leaking oil for a while. Um, you know when they were fifty, I think it was fifty two and eighteen. The idea was that they're probably going to win 115 games. And I said, well, wait a second, slow down. You know, every team goes oh, through about a 30 or 40 game period of time where, yeah. you know, they're about 500. And that's exactly what's happened, you know, since that period of time. You could probably check the record. I think they're like, I think it's 17, 16 or something like that or some, something along uh, along that, that, that range. But I think the, if we're just looking big picture now, um, some of the guys that had maxed out early, are sort of drying up a little bit. And mainly the guy I'm targeting is the closer. Uh, unfortunately, for a guy who had never been performing to that level ever in his career, suddenly you are starting to see cracks in that um, you know, early mystique that he had. And when you combine that with King, who was tremendous for the first three months of the year, 
you know, if you don't have those two guys performing at the way they were performing, that's what sort of separated them from everybody else, uh, at least unless, unless they were playing Houston. You know, but not having optimum closer, not having a guy like King the way he was performing, the replacements are TBD as it stands right now. And then the offense is going to kind of come and go as it does. You know, they're going to hit a lot of home runs. They're going to strike out. Um, but they're going to try to figure out a way to get a couple of hits here and there. Uh, right now, the left fielder is struggling, <laughs> struggling to be best to be kind right now. So the rest of the way, I mean, you're, they're really just kind of playing out the string. That, and that's kind of a hard way to evaluate a, a team that's, you know, 10-plus games up in the standings. Like, you can freak out, but what exactly are you freaking out about? It's hard to make that, you know, that case the way that the season currently stands. If they're like two or three games up, you could probably say, oh, you know, they got to be careful. They got to be careful. When you're up, a, when you're up 10 plus games, you know, it's hard to take each game and treat it like football. That's a fact. I'm looking at it in clusters personally, and I'm hearing you saying, okay, they, they, they front, they front ran and they might, just peter out, and I'm listening to Steve, who's saying kind of the same thing, but the fact that he's 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 um, a little bit wary of stronger competition going down the stretch, I get those things, and I understand them, but I would say this, I'd add this. This is not in, in you know, this is this is not an alternative. I would add to the fact that because they front ran, they should be. I because I, I can't see an Aaron Boone team basically. Unless, barring injury, basically just freaking falling apart here. Okay, I can't see it. I'm just saying that I think that going in, going down the street, huh? I can't. I can. seen it. We seen it. You saw what, it, what happened with them in Boston one year, 2018. Remember? They fell apart. They got killed. But there was that. That's right. They sure did. That was that was 2018, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, look, man, I, I just have a little bit more faith in that. I'm, one of these New York teams is going to the damn World Series. I don't give a shit. It's wonderful. So <laughs> that's what I'm looking at, and I'm picking the Yankees to just keep to, to get their head out of their ass at the right time. And I'm looking at it from a club perspective as opposed to a fan perspective. I think they know kind of what you guys alluded to, and they're going, and from here on in, they're going to make the necessary adjustments. I just think that's going to happen. You know, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm really sure of it. That's all. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. You know, because what yeah. Those, this when they you say they make the necessary adjustments, what does that mean? For instance, if you lose a, if you okay, they've got issues like you say with with the closer. They've got issues in left field. I think they need somebody behind um, um, our catcher. I think we need at least enough. Well, we already took care of that part, so it's all right. We need we need our we need Stanton healthy all the goddamn time. We need uh, I'm missing somebody else that I, I was talking about health with earlier. Oh, I can't. It's not coming out of my head right now. See you moment. But we just need that whatever we had earlier that got us out of the box. We need that to re to regenerate. Go, go, go down the down the you know what got us out of the box? I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to kill him yet. I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to kill him right now with, oh, well, you know, they, they should have did this. They should. I can't do that right now. You know, it's August, yeah, but look how far we've come. We're just we're pretty much at the end of the season. You know, because next season, next month, you know, that's nothing but the minor leaguers and what have you. So, yeah, I don't think nobody's going to catch them. 
so hey, I'm a, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than you guys are. That's, let me just put it that way. And I, hey, man, listen, it's all fine and dandy when you're playing the Angels, you're playing the Royals. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got out of the gate. <laughs> when it came down to teams that are leading your division or playoff contending teams, you kind of struggle. You you said it you, you said it out of your own mouth. You got no hit one one game, and the other game you almost got no hit again. And then you yeah. you didn't even go up against the best Mets pitchers, and they handled you pretty well. You know, I know it's a short sample size, but I mean, you kind of expected you know do a little bit better if you're you know the way you front ran. That's how I look at it because you're not going to see the Angels, you're not going to see the Athletics, you're not going to see the Royals, you're not going to see these bottom teams. Those are the teams we're supposed to beat, though. Those are the teams we're supposed to beat. Well, that's my point. Yeah, well, that's my point. But the other thing too is that the pitching staff at the beginning of the year far, far exceeded anyone's level of expectation. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. They came back when you have Cortez, uh, Severino, and uh, Tyone were pitching out of their minds. And anyone that thought that was going to continue, that, that's a, that was a very hard case to make. Because, I mean, those guys are performing, I think, you know, Cortez, like 1.5 ERA, Tyone, 2.4. Severino was at like 2.8 or 2.9. Like, like, if they were going to do that for the full season, all right, fine. But the, the percentages of that happening were very, very small. And so when that adjusted itself a bit and then Severino gets hurt, well, now all of a sudden the pitching staff, the way it performs each and every night is no longer the same. And then you factor in injuries with the bullpen. And so it's those kind of things you almost could have foreseen coming, but they got it out of the way early to where, you know, they have some cushion at least now between now and what, October the 5th, I think is when the last game of the season is. Bam. So that's yes. kind of I, I, would, I would live with that. Yes. That's, that's, that's okay. So now you can go ahead and prep for whoever's standing in front of you in that short series or whatever the hell you, you're going to play. Get, now you, yeah. Yeah. You got, you got the hard part out of the way, and you're 10 games up, and the only way you can screw this up is if you have massive injuries or and everything collapses at the same time. And I don't see that happening. Oh, no, no, Chris. In the no, no. We're, they're going to win the division. That's not the issue. It's what they do that's in the all playoffs. That's all I want them to do exactly. at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, that's guaranteed at this point. I don't think they're going to lose. There's no way they're losing 10 games. I don't see that happening. No. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But, you all know right. what, I just, just, I just have a lot of faith in this squad. We'll make it happen. I have a lot of faith in this squad. I think, uh, you know, there, there are worse situations to be in, and if they're only nemesis, they really got to – because to me it's like this. I don't think after Tampa Bay, Red Sox, and especially the Astros, they have a threat. I don't think so. You may feel that differently, Astros but I think big, they, that's, the, that's the biggest hurdle. That's the biggest hurdle, though. That's the I mean, that's not, no, that's not like they're just a glimpse of the schedule. No, that – Nah, it's arguably they probably won't be. I mean, Carl's going to the games, and he'll tell you straight up when he comes onto the baseball shows, what he sees and what you saw. And you know, I kind of yeah. they don't they don't fear it. Eh? They don't. And then I, I can make the argument they actually have more to prove to them. Saying, okay, 2019, we okay, you got we got caught with these electronic devices, and we got caught cheating or whatever. We can we'll go out and still beat you. They have. I'm, I'm telling you, they have that kind of mindset. 
Say, all right, well, you think we cheated? Okay, we'll show you. Yep, yep. Yeah, they, they've got our number, man, and we just got to fix that. So I don't know what the fuck to do there. I don't know. Let's, uh, this is a, let's work backwards on the show. <laughs> let's go on the football. Instead of, instead of uh, the Giants, you can go for Let's start with the – if you want to go AFC or the NFC today, Chris, first, and then we'll get to the Giants later. Yeah, at this point, I'm just, I've seen enough video on the Giants in the preseason. I mean, I mean in the camp. I'm like, all right, whatever. All right. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything to ask. Well, catch me up because I, I, I have purposely not watched any coverage of preseason on purpose. And I won't be oh, watching any I of the mean, preseason games as, as an experiment. I, I, I want to do this this year by not watching any of it. I want to be surprised when I'm there on September 11th in Nashville and, and see the product for the first time. I want to be surprised. So if you guys want to fill me in, by all means, please help. help. What, have, what have I missed? I didn't. I haven't seen the latest round. All I, I have, not with my own eyes. I've just been getting basically uh, from, you know, a few of the fellas that I know of that way that have gone through, that have witnessed it. One is, one works for one of the, um, one of the websites, sports websites in the local area up there. And uh, all I know is I'm hearing good shit about Evan Neal. I'm hearing decent shit about Thibodeau. Steve, you can jump, just jump in here anytime you can. I'm hearing indifferent shit about Daniel Jones. Uh, I heard some real inspirational shit about Nick Gates. And uh, what was the, the last one? There was one more thing that I really, really enjoyed hearing, but I can't for the life of me remember it. But that's all I got but out of the latest. You know, because I was watching early. I was watching the earlier camps, but I haven't watched anything in about two weeks because – a week, actually, because of uh, certain situations going on over here. So um, that's pretty much it. That's what I got, man. I don't really know what's going on in Giants camp. Latest I'll put it like this. We have a, a preseason game next week. Um, Good. I mean, I don't know if we could come on after that game and discuss it. I'm probably aiming towards that instead of coming on in. Hey, I'll come on a little bit later, just discuss real game action, even though that's technically not a real game. But I can't really get hyped off of training camp videos from fans and the team website or Instagram videos. It just doesn't do it for me because obviously you got to see it against an opposing foe, just like the law of physics. You got to see it against people who you're really going up against in real time speed. So uh, next week we got preseason game number one. I probably will push this episode back, or Chris will push this episode back. And probably talk about what we saw in preseason. Oh, do a live looking. We could probably do it like coming at halftime, like third quarter, like when nobody's really playing, like real starters. Let's do that. I mean, most yeah. starters are going to play. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Maybe bumping it back to like nine o'clock or something next. Well, let, let me get back talk to you about on what that. We saw Thursday. Let me get back to you on that one. But, but for sure, okay, that, okay. that's a better. That's a better idea. Oh, I know what it was. Mark Lewinsky's. That's who it was. Mark Lewinsky. He's looking good. That's what I'm. I'm there's a lot of raving right. about that. So he's probably going to be right guard if, if that works out. But that's what I'm looking at. That's, that's the Giants. So, uh, what else was I going to say? 929-477-4171. Where do you want to start at, Steve? Uh, let's, let's start with the ball. Oh, I said Baltimore coach. Indianapolis coach. <laughs> Indianapolis. Indianapolis coach. <laughs> wow. Indianapolis. I heard that a long time. Yeah, I remember saying, man. It shouldn't even be in that division, but that's a, <laughs> that's a story for another day. You already know how I feel about that. It shouldn't even be in that division. All right. Okay, so who's starting, Carl? 
Do you know? Um, do you know what I mean? Well, if he wants to, I mean, Carl, if you want to, if you, your thoughts overall with Indianapolis, the Colts, uh, the moves they made this all season, how they're looking on paper, I have my thoughts, and Chris Hansen, so feel free to fly away. If not, I can go. There's no matter. You know, the Colts really blew last season um, when you look yes, back on did. it. You know, they had – they needed to win one of two games to make the playoffs. They had that home game against the Raiders. I remember that where they lost that. And then the, the final game of the season, which everybody thought was a layup, uh, when they p- played Jacksonville and they got run out the building. And then that sort of precipitated them getting rid of the quarterback who, from I guess now all accounts, as you read during the offseason, he, him, the coach, um, his teammates, just, just didn't see eye to eye for whatever reason. And a lot of the same stuff that was discussed when he left Philadelphia were some of the same stuff that came out when he left and got traded away from, from Minneapolis. So you keep wondering, is it the quarterback or is it the team? Well, maybe it's just him, you know. And now he's in Washington. We'll see what plays out over there. But, you know, just there was a point in the season, I remember, I think they were playing, I think they were playing the Patriots. And it seemed as if they were trying to basically avoid having him throw the ball. Uh, at any, at any, you know, out of fear of him just kind of screwing up the game. Like if you look at Wentz's numbers last season, I think he threw. You could check this. I think he threw 28 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Which, if the quarterback of the Giants did that this season, folks would throw a parade for him. But a closer invest, uh, inspection into those numbers showed that he was not really as efficient throwing the ball, and he was the one kind of holding them back. And, you know, they have the running game. They have the great, good offensive line. They had a very good defense. And, unfortunately, the quarterback just did not make enough plays to get them over the, you know, to the top. They should have made the playoffs last season. For whatever reason, you know, that didn't happen. Now, replacing him with Ryan, it's kind of like when we were discussing a couple of years back whether or not Eli Manning had, quote, unquote, something left. I don't know what Ryan has left. You know, he's been sort of kind of, you know, lingering in Atlanta the last three, three and a half years since the time that they kind of went away from being, you know, legitimate contenders. So you don't really know if, you know, Ryan just needs basically a, a, a rejuvenation of his career, you know, based on the fact that the last couple of years he goes in, it's like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, this team's going to suck. And maybe that helps things along. The problem that the Colts have is that, you know, when you're playing in the AFC with all those really good teams, you know, there's not much room, um, you know, to be, you know, there's not much room for error. Now, luckily, they play in a division where they get, you know, playing Houston and Jacksonville twice and then mm-hmm. play, the, you know, play, play Tennessee. So the easiest route to get into the postseason for them is through the division, which they do have a chance at, again, this season if you believe that Tennessee is going to have somewhat of the drop-off. Um, and it looked like Tennessee was on pace to have that drop-off, um, you know, last season, but it didn't happen. They made the playoffs. They got the number one seed, but, you know, the, the quarterback messed up in the postseason. So are the Colts and the Titans about the same? I think so. Um, but as I'm looking, I'm trying to find their schedule here to kind of get a, 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 an early gauge, you know, how you kind of start. They start off with Houston, Jacksonville, the first two games of the season. Yeah. You know, they should yeah. be able to get off to a – halfway decent start but then later in the season things kind of get a little bit tricky i've seen it they play the cowboys the vikings the chargers and then well the last two games they play the giants and they play the texans so perhaps there's enough wins on the schedule where they can kind of 
beat up on the NFC East, win at least three games there, win four games against Houston and Jacksonville. That gets you to seven. And then try to get three other wins from, which would be the Patriots, the Raiders, the Steelers, uh, the Vikings, and which would be Denver and, Den- Denver, and they probably won't be the Chiefs, but, you know, try to get three wins somehow out of that. And if you can get to 10, you know, make the, you probably got a good chance of making the postseason, even with all the other good competition that's out there, because I think the AFC West will beat each other up. But it's definitely possible that the Colts can get themselves in the playoffs. Now, after that, you know, they're probably about a one-round and out team, unfortunately, which is sad. Um, but they do have the best running back in football, but that can only take you so far. If your quarterback doesn't make enough plays, you just don't win enough games, period. Yeah. I kind of echo that. I don't, I don't have a lot of notes, Steve. I just, you know, you said something, um, um, Carl, that, that intrigues me. You know, I don't know why the Colts struggle in Jacksonville. I, I really don't. They haven't won there in eight years. Phillip Rivers' first game as a Colt, they lost to Jack, Jacksonville. That was Jacksonville's only lost, win that lost year. Lost money that day. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, I don't, I don't know what the hell the problem is, man, you know. All, and like you said, all they needed to do was beat Jacksonville, and they were in it. But they wet the freaking bed. Uh, they, Frank went pretty much knew what his issue was. Well, look, um, you got Houston and Jacksonville back to back. It looks like a layup, but I, I don't trust them yet. I think that's where they, believe it or not, it's weird as this is going to sound. I think they need to go two and zero before they'll find their legs and find out and and feel just and and probably get a better directional and blueprint of where the hell they're going. Because, look, they used to look like they could be the worst team in the league, man. Jacksonville's going to be better, but they ain't going to – they'll probably barely limp to a winning record if they get one at all. And Tennessee, you know, they got rid of their best wide receiver. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, Let me see. They got they drafted Traylon Traylon Burks. I think he's going to be a monster. Uh, wow, I don't know, man. The surest way for this to make the playoffs is to win this division, just like we talked about at the airport there. You know, that's not unreasonable to think that they can go five and one or six and zero in this division, Steve. But you know, and host a playoff game, but which which is what Ursay would love. But that's only really happened twice in this current configuration, man. Luck, since Luck has been gone, they have had a really strange situation. Um, but I do like the things that they do have. I think that Matt Ryan can find a rebirth here. I, I really think he does, despite what I think about this roster. Uh, that's a little bit funny looking. Um, I think um, I think I don't think they have Eric Fisher anymore on the, on the, at the left tackle, so they're going to have the new left tackle here. And they also drafted right, the guy I liked in the draft. Steve, remember we were talking about Bernard Raymond? Um, mm-hmm. He he's them now. They just got Matt Pryor from the Eagles, uh, so they can they're going to have a, a totally new look on the off on the offense. And like I said, man, Wright always gets the best out of his players, man. In the at the beginning. Always, you know, it's funny. He doesn't do anything in the middle, but at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, Frank Wright somehow gets the best he can out of these teams. But they've got some really look. I don't know if T.Y. Hilton is going to stay there. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. 
with that. But the people need to look at Paris um, Campbell, my man from Ohio State, and take a look at Alex Pierce, who just who came in this draft out out in uh, from Cincinnati. Let me tell you something. They've got they, Ryan has some targets now, and I pretty much think that Wright, being the former quarterback, knows exactly what to do with them. All right. Uh, so expect to see him a lot in your fantasy draft. All right. Uh, you got all the cats there. I think Mo Colley Cox is gonna. I'm looking at the depth chart now. Mokali Cox is probably going to start, but Jelani Woods is probably going to snatch his J-O-B. That's what I think. Um, defensively, Lennon is there. He's he's still he's still a monster, you know. Um, I don't know. They got they got Kitty Pay. Okay, they, he needs to kind of improve. They just got um, Yannick. I can never say this guy's last name. The defensive end they just they just picked up along with Stephen Gilmore. I can never say that, but whatever it is. They got him. That's an improvement. So this is one of those teams that can win the division and sort of like back in to a playoff spot where they'll win the division with, with nine games and whoever's fighting for a third place or or third or the second or third wildcard spot in, in the division will have ten wins and they'll have to and, – and, They'll probably end up playing them or best them or whatever. That's just a surprise. They 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 intrigue me, and that's why I picked you, Steve, because I wanted to know what really you had to say about them. But I do know that defense is probably going to be best when they have the lead, because I don't see this. It's it's, it's kind of a hit and miss with them defensively. So that's why I find them a little intriguing. But that's pretty much all I got. I got points, oh, Chris. The Forrest Buckner. Yeah. Forrest Buckner. Buckner. He's a monster. Yeah, that continue. I'm sorry. I had to, you I hear had me? To, I was. I got this. What, what, what's that? Yeah, so I got points, but I actually got questions actually for you, Chris. As a matter of fact, a lot of the guys' okay. names you mentioned, I actually have questions for okay. you uh, because okay. they are really hard to read. Now, okay, defensively, I think they they're okay. I think. I think they're okay. Um, let's, uh, you, you mentioned the guys' names, and I, and I went to some cult uh, bloggers and, and podcasts and get a gauge of what they're saying. Because I'm not, you know, I'm obviously I'm not even at Giants camp. How the hell I'm gonna be at all these other teams' camps? So I'm only going off what I've seen professionally how they play, and maybe if they're coming into the league how they played in college. So yeah, so I do gather that DeForest Butner, another veteran, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, way they are having pretty good camps according to Colts and Nation. And, you know, they're saying they're having good camps, so that's pretty good. Now, you mentioned Quiddy Pay. Let me ask you this, Chris. Quiddy Pay, do you – we talked about him in the, um, you know, the draft shows, right? Do you think he's going to excel in the 3-4? That's my question for you. I'm going to say no, but uh, what do you think? I was going to say no. <laughs> okay. Um, look. He needs a serious second-year jump. I felt that he kind of got lost last year. Um, mm, look, man, he, he would be an instant pass rushing terror. That's what we all thought. But, you know, I'm not, I don't know if it's the Colts or it's us that got that wrong. Um, that Because if you ever watched the Colts game last year, you saw them double or triple teams Buckner a lot. Okay, and nothing happened on the other side. So, do I think so? At this point, I'm going to say no, Steve. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know what's I, going on. I don't know if he's. Uh, 
bubble player. I, I, I really don't know. I really do not know. I've got to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm going to say no. I hate to me more of a 4-3 kind of guy. Um, and I know Gus Bradley is a deep coordinator, and he's kind of – that's his bread and butter as far as the 3-4, the three-man front guy coming off the edge of things. But I, I, see, I like the veterans, you know, middle line, you know, the linebacker level, you know, go more on one end. I know they're a little older, but Butner on that, anchoring it in the, in the middle. They got a nice core. I'm not really – I'm not really uh, down on their defense, to be quiet. It just doesn't wow me, but they're not. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're, like, kind of middle of the pack. They could probably be top thir- top 13, maybe something in that, in that area. <laughs> and you mentioned uh, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy what you just said about the quarterback situation because that's how I look at it. We talked about it, I think, when we did the Falcons, right? We talked about how they had a string of quarterbacks for, like, 20 years. Not that the Colts did, but ever since Andrew Luck's uh, – retirement it's crazy like if you don't have that quarterback you're scrambling for one for years and anybody knows that it would, it would be us but now they're going through it yeah. now Andrew Luck goes and then you ended up uh you know bringing in Frank Wright and as, as your head coach from the Eagles when he was a the coordinator there and then you have um Carson Wentz for one year <laughs> for one year and now he goes and and the question is what is Matt Wright that's a good question I think Matt Ryan still has some left in the tank, but here's how I looked at Matt Ryan. We're going to pass it back to Carl uh, after my last couple of points, uh, not just the quarterback, but Matt Ryan to me, he's always had that number one borderline Hall of Fame, number one wide receiver go-to target his whole, entire career. And when he took over from Mike Vick, he had Roddy White all those years. He had Julio Jones yep. on the opposite side for a couple of years when they were there, and then when Roddy White moved on, Julio Jones became the number one. He's been an all-pro wide receiver. And then when he moves on, we talked about it with the Falcons episode, Calvin Ridley, right? Ridley, but this yeah. team doesn't really necessarily have that. You know, they have, okay, nice young wide receivers. Do you think Michael Pittman yeah. – this is an open question for both of you guys as far as skill set, how they release off the ball and reading uh, defenses to come back. Do you think Michael Pittman, who probably will be their number one target, is a nice young wide receiver? And we talked about Alex Pierce a lot coming out of Cincinnati, um, you know, T.Y. Hill is still unsigned. I don't even know what the hell's going on with that. He's unsigned. I don't know what they're doing with that. But, but based off those two guys, how do you think Matt Ryan – you think – question for you, Carl, and, and Chris, if you can answer it, as far as how do you think he adjusts to younger receivers who may not necessarily be that, that level he's used to? Well, for that part, we kind of have to wait and see. Uh, there is this idea that a good quarterback can make receivers better, as opposed to a wide receiver making a quarterback. Like, we'll have, like this is this is actually going to be coming into practice this year. Some of the receivers that left in the off season from uh, Green Bay and Kansas City, they're going to new teams, and we're going to see, you know, whether or not you know those quarterbacks that that they left, you know, play at the same level or not uh, with lesser quality receivers. So, you know, Ryan, I, I think he can, you know, it's not like he's going to be, like, debilitated because he doesn't have, you know, fill-in-the-blank receiver throwing the ball. Though last season, Pittman was targeted 129 times. The next highest receiver in the Colts was targeted 69 times. So, right. clearly, he's, there's, going to be, there's going to be one place he's going to be going with the ball most of the time, um, as is. Um, unless, you know, you see a situation where they decide, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna rein this 
you know, the offense and we're just going to sort of run, you know, be a run heavy team, which I I don't totally see happening. Um, So that's the one thing, you know, it's weird about Wright. You know, he's been the Colts. This will be his fifth year as the Colts head coach. And he's had a different quarterback in all five seasons who started the game. Like, I don't know, like having, you know, that's, that's a, that's a rough way to live in in the league when you don't have consistency at the, at the quarterback position. Um, you know, yeah. hopefully they, they can get it right. You know, the thing is, you know, Ryan is basically what a, a one, maybe two year project. I'm mean, not project, but stopgap at best until they tr- hopefully kind of luck into something else. Maybe they trade for the next guy, whoever that may be, you know, that's available in a couple of years and then try to figure it that way. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult way to live, you know, and that's why, you know, when you when you yeah. have that sort of turnover, it makes it just makes it hard to just be successful on on a year in year out basis. There's one thing also about Reich as well. You know, you were talking about you know playing Jacksonville. So the Colts, since Reich has been the coach in the first five games of the season, from weeks one through five, they're eight and twelve. But from weeks six through the rest of the season, I guess sixteen and seventeen, you know, and so on, they're twenty nine and sixteen. So they're going to struggle. The history suggests that they're going to struggle early. And yeah. this is probably not the year you want to struggle early um, with the way that their schedule is lined up. So I'm going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not they do get off to that fast start we were talking about with those first two games before the schedule systems up. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much agree. You know, first, first of all, let, let us do this though. Let, let's find somebody, let's, let's find out whether or not Matt Pryor or Raymond is one of those guys that is going to watch, watch Ryan bat first, okay? Let's make sure they have a left tackle, okay? But as far as Matt Ryan's concerned, look, we wouldn't. this wouldn't be a question if Zach Pascal was still there, I think. All right, that's just me. But, you know, because if you watched any of the Colts games last year, which you guys did, Michael Pittman Jr., he was – Wentz always looked this guy down. Always held the ball long enough and kept looking them down, and that pretty much impacted the uh, the the coach passing ability, man. Because opposing teams knew this. If I if we knew it sitting from the couch, you knew they did, and that was you know. But now you got Alex Pierce, like you said earlier, Steve. You got Alex Pierce. Um, Paris Campbell is tearing, is, is tearing their camp up. You still got Naheem Hines hanging out there, and 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 you got Gilotti Woods, and you got more Molly Cox. I still don't know if they're going to hold on to T.Y. Hilton or not. I have no idea. I have no idea. So there's weapons there. There's, there's things that he can utilize offensively. So the Colts have a really great fighting chance. And, yes, I, I agree with you for sure, Carl. If you get past these first two games, man, they can ride this out a little bit and make themselves feel better. But let's see. Let's get past preseason in that first two games. Those are my questions, man. I want to know what, what's going on. And as far as their defense, you're right, Steve. They got enough to hold up. To, but Kenny Kenny Payne's got to, you know, he's got to show approved, like now, now, because everybody, he was, you know, we were looking at him, we were looking at him ourselves, remember, at one point, right. and uh, he he just disappeared, man. He just was not there a good part of the year. I don't know what the hell happened. So hopefully he can he can make a resurgence. And that's where I'll leave it to that. My last part, and we didn't even get to the running backs. I actually like their trio of running backs. Oh, 
<laughs> I know. Um, and and here's the thing. I always thought this particular team, the Colts, and I know, Paul, we seen them in person a few years ago when we were in Indianapolis, right? I think I always thought their offensive line was tops in the league, like definitely top three. I know they still probably have a top ten line, and I know they, yeah. uh, you know, left tackle questions with Pryor there, right? Um, Doug Lewinsky, who came over from, you know, from, you know, from the Colts at right guard, we signed him. Uh, I don't know how they're going to replace him, but you know, with Quentin Nelson, he was always a top since he's coming to the league. He's yeah. been a top line, Pro Bowl level lineman. But listen, yeah. Jonathan Taylor was on; he was a monster last year. I don't think he he's was slowing crazy. down. Crazy. And then you give him some, you give him some rest, and you got behind, behind him. Marlon Mack's no longer there. I think he went to Houston. But you replace him with, you know, Phil Lindsay's serviceable, not bad for a third running back. I think they got capable a trio of running backs behind, I think, a very <laughs> capable line. So I'm not even saying, why wing it if you got all these targets to Michael Pittman? Why wing it when you can literally run it? Jonathan Taylor is, like, on that cusp of being a Pro Bowl-level running back, I think. Mm-hmm. What do you thought? What did you guys thought on that? Well, Taylor's the well, best running back in football right now. Right. Uh, all, things, all things considered. Um, now, the one thing I'd be very concerned about, I think he touched the ball 370 times last year. You know, running that back a second time, I know he's young, but that number is way too high. You know, uh, that that has to get dialed back somehow, um, you know, because I I feel like there's diminishing returns doing that, you know, he you know he might be like I said he might be able to ride it this year, a second year in a row at what 24 years old I I just I'm just not a fan of, of doing that because then the drop off between him and the next player is so significant I'm, that's why I'm never re- super reliant on having you know this sort of like quote unquote what's what's the term that was that was used to describe um um, you know, the number one, it was a term that was used. Um, not work, work not the word. There's another, there's a different term um, that I no, think Joel Bright used to use it. Phil Cow back. There we go. Like, give me, give me two or three backs that can, that can do the job as opposed to just one where I'm just, where I'm super reliant, super reliant on him to do all the work. I mean, the Giants have gone through this, you know, Saquon, if Saquon gets hurt, all of a sudden you're left with fill in the blank. So we, we see it from experience. I'm, I, I'm I'm just you know running back. Uh, I'm just I'm very leery of that situation. Yeah, you know that's interesting, Carl. Because you know what? If you remember, well, I play a lot of fantasy football, man, and I remember the first three or four games, maybe him and him and Hines almost they were they were like damn near even it seems in carries or so. Then Hines just disappeared. And it was and it was more of a player preference situation with the coaching staff. You can obviously see that, you know. And 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 I don't blame him because Taylor delivered, you know. But if you also notice, Hines always got the bulk of the closing touches. And like when they, whenever they were blowing out someone, you saw Hines a lot at the end. Okay, but ah man, uh, I'm with you. I you got to make this a three headed monster if you're going to expect to excel. You know, you got Philip Lindsay now that'll give you some wonderful, wonderful carries and some and some catches out of the backfield. You know, um, he's not probably going to be a fantasy dude or nothing like that. But I mean, you know, just spell those other two. 
and, and try to balance out your offense, it'll be a wonderful thing, man. It'll be a wonderful thing. He's very serviceable. So, yeah, I don't like the 300. You know, these aren't the old Earl Campbell days anymore, man. <laughs> you know, we have, we have very creative offenses and defenses now. So that has to change. I agree. I agree. All right, Steve. All right, All right man. Uh, we'll, we'll jump into the Saints and then wrap we'll up with the Big Blue. Uh, let's bring our, back our homie Bakes. I see him. What's up, Bakes, man? We just get to the Colts and the Saints. And then we'll uh, hey, we'll what's wrap going up, on, man. man? We'll probably do some preseason next week, man. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. It's been a minute. Uh, work life, work life, been crazy. Um, just shout out to everybody on the line. Uh, good to hear everybody's okay. voice. Not sure what the topic is. I get I came in kind of late. <laughs> it's um, uh, what is the topic? We're just going over other teams. Uh, right now it's the Saints. We're getting ready to just handicap their their situation, bro. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really, I don't really follow other teams really, other than what I hear I got the, in our division. But um, I'm excited for football. Uh, to be back in a couple of weeks, camp open up, um, you know, so I'm following that. And um, I'm excited for week one in Tennessee. We're going to be there. Um, not sure if you guys saw the flyer. We're going to be doing our annual tailgate um, October 23rd in the Jacksonville. So look out for more information for that. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm liking the culture that the uh, ball and Shane is building, and I'm hoping uh, to see some – Productivity, and I'm looking forward to seeing some better football. Bet. That's my homie right there. All right. Tasty. All right. We'll get to the Saints in the last couple, so you guys can watch some Hall of Fame football tonight. Uh, The Saints, uh, I think it's the obvious. um, (laughs) Are we going back to the paper bag over the head, Saints, with the eyes cut out, Chris? (laughs) Because they had a hell of a run, Chris, and, and Carl and Biggs. They, Sean Payton and uh, Drew Brees, they're not there. So Dennis Allen, who's been the head coach in this league before, I mean, you, I mean, you went from Sean Payton and Drew Brees to now Dennis Allen and James Winston, who's coming off an ACL injury, man. Like, come on. And then you got Andy Dalton as backup. So this is this is this is not really looking good to be. Uh, on paper, now if you're a believer in James Winston, maybe per se, I don't know. Uh, you got Pete Carmichael who's going to run the thing, so they decided to go with him and not Taysom Hill who's going to be playing tight end. Uh, you know, Chris, I got a question for you. I'll throw it out to you, and then you can answer it, then we'll go to Carl and get his thoughts on the Saints. But uh, were you surprised, Chris, to see Cesar Ruiz move the right guard? I thought he was going to be a 12, 15-year center in this league. I don't uh, know what happened to him I, uh, as far I, as him playing the line. I thought he moved the right you, guard. You kind of took you kind of took my thunder away from me because I don't know. Okay. Yes. I, okay. To answer the question, yeah. Okay. But here's my thing. What's the plan? What's the plan now? Because, it, look, okay, they got this rookie coming in. They got Trevor Penning. I'm looking at the draft, draft um, what do you call it, depth charges I'm talking to you. All right. You got to rebuild this line. And you got this kid coming in, all right? And in the Drew Brees era, you always had these – you consistently had a talented group of blockers in front of them. You had Ryan Ramsick, man, over there. Uh, he's been a top-tier player all of his years. But until last year, he just – I don't know, he was injured a lot. 
You had, uh, who did you have? You had Andrews Pete, remember? He's beat up, you know. Right. He's just jacked up. So now you move Reese two years ago, two seasons ago, I believe. And now you moved him over. Are you saying he can't do the job? Because not, cause you, push, you put McCoy in there, and he did okay, but he, the, he got injured. Uh, what are you doing? I, I don't know the plan. Here we go again. This is just like talking about the Colts again in a little bit, but only worse because I don't know what their long-term plan is anyway, Steve. You talk about Ruiz. What about the rest of these guys? I mean, this this is an ugly-looking offensive line here. You know, you, you, again, we, the, the, besides those guys that we talked about, Ramzik is back beat up. Also, Throckmorton, Thor, Thor, um, he's beat up, and he's a backup, okay? James Hurst is beat up, and he's a starter. <laughs> you got Jazz Andrews on there. He's beat up. The whole offensive line is jacked well, up. They they had to take what they could get. They got Hurst because Armstead went to the Dolphins. That was their left tackle. And I mean, you can't sign everybody. I get that. So they opted to, you know. I yeah, I mean, what, you got are they, salary cap like But I don't hear. To see, but to your earlier question, I don't hear. Okay, this is going to be our center. This is going to be our um, left tackle all year. Stopping these guys, or leaving the ones that were there already in their spots, even though they're. Um, um, it's not sure whether these guys can finish the whole season or not. So I'm a little bugged out about that stuff, man. You know, they always invested plenty of early round selections in their offensive line. All right, all of these guys—they're gambling. They're hoping that all of these guys can stay healthy so they can reach this potential. That's what I think. That's what I'm thinking. Because let me tell you, last year they had the worst passing yard, but they somehow they got 29 touchdowns out of it. Okay, I. Their offensive line allowed 37 sacks. It could be 55 this year. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Steve. I can't ask that question, dog. <laughs> it looked ugly to me. And you don't have no Kamara either? Or, you know, for what? I don't I don't remember how many games he got suspended for. But, yeah, you know, he's on Did they even lay down the suspension? They, they laid the suspension uh, yeah. down on that? I don't remember. They, oh, they, I, they, 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 I know they, he's going to be out. Something. What happened in Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something too. So I I don't know offensively what they're gonna do because you still got Jameis Winston. I mean, yeah, you still got Andy Dal. I mean, Andy Dalton, and you got the rookie from Notre Dame. And I don't know what they're gonna do. Mark Ingram is still on his team too. So this it's gonna be funny. But you you just like you said like we we said last week with the uh, Falcons. Here's another team that's going to be a big ass question mark all year long offensively anyway. So that's where I'm at. You know, that's too bad because Landry's ready to play. So is Chris Olave, you know, for at 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 um at receivers. You know, and they say Michael Thomas is ready. I don't I'll wait. So hey, your guess is as good as mine, bro. Yeah, all these Ohio <laughs> State line receivers. Hey, hey, hey Carl, what are your thoughts on the Saints? Well, you know what, for for all of that, right? And all the issues that they had at the quarterback position even last year, they were one bit, one game away from making the playoffs, right? So even this year, like, if you look at just how weak the NFC is, and that, you know, that also has to be sort of factored into this equation because seven teams are going to make the playoffs. If you count one NFC East team, well, last year it was two, but let's just say let's give, let's give the NFC East two teams this year. Let's give the NFC North one, that's three. So you have Tampa Bay four. 
the Rams and the 49ers at five and six. That means you have one playoff spot left between Seattle, Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, the Vikings, Detroit, the Giants, and Washington, and the Saints. Of all those eight teams I just mentioned, like the Saints are probably the best bet of all those teams. So from that standpoint, I would probably lean towards them making the playoffs this year. That's, that's why having this extra wild card is a little, a little spotty um, because you get a team that may not be as good uh, in there. But they do have an elite defense. They have a tremendous defense. Um, they were 5-2 and two when, when Winston got hurt in that game against Tampa last year. Um, him being back for a full season, are they going to air it out with him? Probably not. They have enough weapons uh, on offense. The offensive line, of course, is the issue. But between Thomas, Landry, Olave at the receiver position, they have that kind of figured out. We'll see if, you know, if health you know, plays a role in that. Kamara at the running back spot, you know, one of the three best in the league. So they've got the offensive capabilities to be good. Whether or not they get consistent quarterback play over 17 games is another issue. But is it enough to get nine wins out of this team? I think so. Okay. Okay. I want to know what you think. I do like I do like their defense a little bit. I mean, I don't love it, but I do like it. I mean, Cameron Jordan is still going to be a wreck out there on that D line, right? He, that, he all he does is get to the quarterback, right? I listen. I think that back end of their defense is strong, man. I mean. They got the cornerbacks, you know, you know, Lattimore's still there, right? He's been, you know, it seems like he's been there forever. But uh, adding Honey Badger, he, I think he is from down there, right? He's down from uh, New Orleans, right? And you added um, May from the Jets. I think the back, the, the, the back end of their secondary is pretty is above average. I'll put it like that. This is above average. And you got Cameron Jordan coming off the edge. So you're going to have to throw the ball faster than expected, and a lot of those guys can make make a lot of you know make up a lot of ground. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I think they commit. They have a shot to get one of those playoff spots. I'll, I'll say, as long as you could get something out of uh, Winston. Um, it, but 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 that's the other factor. You did say that, Chris. I keep and I'm only and I'm only, and I'm saying this as if Kamara is going to be playing. I forgot he's going to be – that, that, that's going to hurt, man. He's like everything they do offensively yeah. uh, a lot. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have a clue with Michael Thomas and his ankle and that's been lingering. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, there is a lot of – that that is a big question mark with Alvin Kamara. And I know what – Ingram, what, he had that one year with the, with the Texans after leaving Baltimore, right? So, I mean, you got a guy who's a veteran running back. That's a nice combination if both are there. But uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I think they can make a play. I think they can make. They'll be in the hunt. They'll be in the hunt. They'll be enough. They'll be enough. I think they're a nine and eighteen. I'm going to give them the the the, the positive side of it. Um, are they going to be beautiful doing it? No. Are they going to make a long run in the playoffs? I don't see it. But given the circumstances, division, et cetera, et cetera, nice defense as you alluded to. You know, and you know they'll probably over you know, overachieve in some some particular instances. You know, they've got some good receivers there. Um, eh, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I think there's something like that, you know. I, I see they're going to try to play Taysom Hill tight end. So that's also kind of a monkey wrench. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But I'll give them nine and eight right now, given circumstances. 
you know, mm-hmm. cr- you know, Chris, they get, um, if you look at the first five games of their schedule, they play Atlanta, mm-hmm. Tampa, Carolina, Minnesota, and Seattle, four of the first five games of the season. That's so one four a, right there. For the Saints? <laughs> you, you, I mean, Atlanta, Atlanta, ter- Atlanta and Carolina are terrible. Okay. So pro- 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 and Seattle. Okay, two and three. So, so you know they've got it, and they and they always for whatever reason they have they have had the, the Tampa Bay's number. I think they've beaten them the last four times if you discount the playoff game. So they've been able to okay. figure out something with them, and they're playing that game right. at New Orleans. So you know what, like early on, you know they have a chance to get off to a decent start. I'm looking at trying to see where their sort of hard part of the schedule comes in, and I'm looking at it here. They've got pretty much uh, there's a three game stretch where they play the Rams the 49ers and the Bucks in late November. And then they close out the year with Atlanta, Cleveland, and we don't know what's going to happen with them, Philadelphia, and Carolina again. Ooh. So, it, it, it's last so the front end is good and the back end is good. They've got, you know what, they've got a much better chance than I thought. Well, that's why I said nine and eight. That kind of keeps it, keeps it even. Same as, same as the Colts. Yeah, I'm about nine and eight. All right, Steve. Uh, this is about it, right? Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Final Let's thought. get around some final thoughts. Uh, say hello to everybody. See Big O in the queue. Get on Big O again with his thoughts. We got what? two minutes left, so let's be real quick. But, Chris, we do have a preseason game exactly next Thursday. And usually we've been on every other week now. We come, I'm going to come on next Thursday at 8 o'clock. So now it should be around halftime of that giant Patriot game, preseason game number one. All right. We'll, they we'll, play we'll next Let's do that. Patriots, so we'll get, at least get a first series, a couple of series with some guys who are going to be trying to make the team. Uh, we'll talk about it next week at 8 o'clock. Bet, bet, bet. All right. Big O, what's up, man? Yeah, give some final thoughts, man. man. My guys, man. My bad, bro. I'm in uh, Illinois, man, and my phone is set up. The seven, you know, just before the show start, man, fucking time zone change. Excuse my friend. And I'm like, I, that's why I called at this time thinking, okay, show about to start. Then when she said, we about to put you in the queue. What the hell's going on? Totally forgot, man. <laughs> Central time. I'm on Central time right now, man. I just had to call in real quick. Man, I have so much to say about the Giants. I'm so happy right now, man. Just. Things just look on, on the up. I'm not. I'm just saying we just looking like a confident organization again, man. Like you know, they're just doing things the right way. Exactly. You know? So um, yeah, with that. I can't just just can't wait for the season to start, man, and just see how these guys go. I can tell you all right now, man. The defense gonna look good, man. Pretty good. That D line, just, just watch yeah. out. I think this this D line is gonna be serious, man. Even uh Roche and uh Emerson Smith and uh, your boy Zimenez. There's going to be some nice rotational pieces in there, man. As well as that's just going to cost some fire. That's, bringing Thibodeau in is is giving is putting some fire behind these guys, man. So I, I, I'm expecting that defense to do some good things this year, man. Really let is. me just segue. Let me just segue and say it is always fantastic to hear your voice, brother. Always. Oh yeah, man. Next time I will make sure. I call. Is there a show next week or the week after next? Uh, we're going to peek in. Steven, Steven is going to peek in the, in the middle of halftime, I guess, next week. Yeah, okay. next okay. next week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Okay. Uh, Central. 
7 p.m. Illinois okay. time next Thursday. <laughs> got you, man. Got you. Now, I'm just here picking up a load, man. I totally That's forgot about it. When the when alarm went off, I'm thinking, okay, good, oh. but I totally forgot I was in Central Time. That's <laughs> all good, man. <laughs> Yeah. It's all good. Good to see you, bro. Yeah, right. brother. I don't have yeah, to mind. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's get 30 yeah, seconds from everybody. Come on, give us about 30 seconds. 30 seconds we'll be back on next Thursday at 8 p.m. to get uh, preseason game number one. Yeah, not much. Um, just, hey, listen, it's good to hear you guys' voices after all these months. And, uh, you know, we've got an interesting football season ahead. I'm not expecting a whole lot, so I'm just, just here to be pleasantly surprised. It was my man. Good my home, yeah. yeah, 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 man. It's good to be back. Season on the horizon. Looking forward, man. I, I, I'm excited for football to be back. This uh, lull is right now is killing me. Although my although my Mets are doing great, I'm ready for some football. I'm ready to see my people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm ready to drink some Hennessy with my with, with my Hollis boys, Uh-oh. and I'm ready to see the family. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited for that. Uh-oh. Excited to talk some football every Thursday with my people. So I'm looking forward to all that. Man, blue, blue. Right. Blue, blue. Check us out on iTunes Podcast Republic, Stitcher app, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Blue Blue fan page. Uh, check us out on all the social media. You can think of Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show. Sign go to school. I'm giving it to Steve. It's Thursday, 8 p.m., preseason game number one in New England, Foxborough. Be there, be square on the Bleed Blue Show. We'll be on our ass. Bleed Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs>